What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 370, broken number two parts, A and B. A, A, B, A, B. Thank you, gentlemen. 370A posting on 220 will be a discussion on American fiction with Jeffrey Wright. 370B posting on 223 will be a discussion on Suncoast from Hulu. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, he says, every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely perma guest, Christopher Bond. Gentlemen, how are the how are the gentlemen with the two best goatees and beards in the podcast business? God, I've, I had a goatee one time and never again. I, I don't know why I said goatee. I meant to say beards. <laughs> yeah, beards. So neither one of us have a go- goatee. No, but, you, but you have beards. But you have beards, and I do. You told us beard. you were going to do a goatee, and that, that yeah, I kind of have one, but I I can't. It's not. I have. It's blonde face. Just grow a soul patch. <laughs> No, I mean, I won't do Soul that Patch fits him, right? You yes. Know? Like, 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 God, yes. Like, like the rejected <clears throat> Smash Mouth lead sing, singer mm. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, so I'm in my temporary. Huh? That guy died. Oh, did he, did he die? Oh, yeah, re- yeah, the guy from Smash Mouth, like recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm in my temporary dig. So please, this is not mine, but it's. Check out those sweet yeah. hair bears. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! It's, I'm just gonna say, someone. I mean, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with collections, but this is not my collection. Just saying. Also, look at our sweet green background yeah. that we have that we can't do anything yeah. with. Yeah, shout out to Zen. I'm sure, I'm sure we can with a little bit of research, we can figure it out. No, I, I tried. As, a, as someone I who works in, as someone who works in software design, um, from a high level, uh, research doesn't fix everything. I promise. No, you just find out other dead ends. <laughs> it's great. Fair enough. What's going on, sweet guys? Anything? No, not really. Mm, watched a couple movies. Sure. Uh, watched Her- watched the fifth Harry Potter film. Uh, Wait, my, for the, for my the ninth... first time ever? No, no, with oh. my daughter for the first time ever. Oh, okay. So okay. she's uh, she's definitely into that right now. She's what's five? That's Order of the Phoenix, right? Yeah, Order of oh, the yeah. Phoenix. That's actually my my probably my favorite after rewatching. That's a lot of it. people's favorite book. Yeah, They're a lot of favorite. She Harry um Potter. she's what a Hufflepuff. Finger? I'll have you guys know. So okay. what she's... were you? Uh, I am. We've talked about this before many I'm times. Griffin. I'm Gryffindor, and I'm fucking Hufflepuff, which yeah, sucks. Yeah, well. Wait, Sorry, listen, hey, hey, hey. No, no, I can no longer I can no longer besmirch the Hufflepuff because my daughter's a Hufflepuff. I certainly can. Well, um, <laughs> well, um, Rowling said that was that was always the intended favorite house. So yeah, Hufflepuff, how'd that work out for it? Hufflepuff. I'm just saying. Yeah, how'd it work out for the billionaire that she's making a remark like that? She's Louise. Um, I at- mean, listen, she also is known for making some other remarks that aren't quite. <laughs> Well, well, she so, was. Hold on, hold on. That's but she said Hufflepuff was always a house she intended to do a whole lot more within the main story. But she's, she's also way richer than us, though. So that's true. That. Yeah, she has a few uh, dollars stashed away for sure. Yeah. So so did that, and then um, I got I got a pretty cool Valentine's Day gift that I'm going to brag about. I'm oh. I have we have tickets to go see Dune two on opening day at an IMAX. No, yeah, yeah. So the, where, wait, 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 the waterfront one. Yeah, nice. I'll just yeah. say the water. Are you getting nothing. the bucket? Huh? Are you getting the bucket? I don't know. Come probably. On. I'm probably gonna. I mean, if they have any left, I'll I'll leave with the bucket. So uh, I have to make a decision on the popcorn bucket because I want to buy the <laughs> I want to buy the Dune bucket just because of you know the, the way it looks, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. because of the sex toy that it is. <laughs> But there's also going. To, there's also one for the Ghostbusters thing. That's the mm-hmm. Ghostbusters trap. Oh, and that's right. So here's yeah. the thing. I can't. I can't just because look. When I bought the Optimus Prime thing, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this for Rise of the Beast. Mm-hmm. When I bought the Optimus Prime thing, it was like such an impulse thing. But that thing cost fifty dollars. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, look, not cheap. I can justify that every now and then. Mm-hmm. I can't justify two and three weeks. Because first <laughs> off, what the fuck? 
am I going to do with them later on in my life? Like, look at my sweet well, popcorn. Well, one pocket. of them will be extremely useful for, for other things. For other things. Time. For the rest yeah, of your like life. Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, tapping something. See, like right now, I could use this to put a picture of yeah, the flashlight exactly, behind yeah. us. <laughs> Not a flashlight, the flashlight. There's a specific one. But Sandworm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's 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 just like I don't know what I'm walking into every week. Honest to God, week to week, I'm like, what are they going to? I want this. you to understand that I didn't discuss any of this with Chris beforehand. This yeah, is true. just what I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. You I guys kind of scare really me sometimes. Fucked up. Listen, wh- whoever designed that popcorn box knew what they, they were know. Doing. They knew what they were doing. Actually, so have you seen the meme going around with the uh, the poster where there the three sandworms were coming up at the same time? No. So there's a meme going. So the, the official the poster just says Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. It has like the cloud and then you see the sandworm and then there's two other sandworms that are like off farther in a distance. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, it looks a lot less intimidating when you imagine it's just a picture of a chihuahua turning its head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pull that up and show it to Perfect. you. Perfect. Like, look, I didn't Perfect. get it at first until I saw it and I was like, holy yeah. shit. It's so true. It's pretty Dang. awesome, actually. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. What else is going on, guys? Chris, what about you? After after the fifth Harry Potter film? Oh, like I said, I, I got a cool Valentine's Day gift. Uh, Hold on, was was when your daughter witnessed the key death? Did she, did did she like <gasps> audibly gasp or anything, or she just keep on going? Uh she was surprised, but not like what wasn't too. There's so much going on by that point. I think she had a little bit of a hard time keeping like keeping everything like on track. But no, she uh, the fourth movie, Goblet of Fire, before that. That death messed with her a little bit. She got kind of spooked. So, but no, this one, Cedric, yeah. Imagine as a chihuahua. <laughs> why, why don't you just show the? Why don't you just show the camera, man? We're, we're visual now. Yeah, it's oh, hard to right. see. All right, here we go. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Oh God, <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> if you look at it, yeah, it, it looks. Really does. Like yeah, you're, you're not in focus at all, but I'm sure it'll it'll come through. But all right, fair enough. Fair enough. That's funny. That's funny. <clears throat> Oh, good. Uh, that, that the end of the fourth film is really intense. If you've never yeah. like, that's my argument. People are like, oh, Harry Potter for kids. Like, no, not really. I mean, it is well, much like, they, that, but well, like the fourth film the is the first one that's PG thirteen, and then they just they stay yeah. that way after that. Yep. Before that, they were G and uh, PG. So we actually, they I've actually talked about the Harry Potter TV show quite a bit at my work recently. Yeah. About how excited I actually am for it. Oh, if yeah. they do it right, I think it could be incredible. Like like a, a great addition to the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Just because you get more time. Because, I mean, if you think about the Order of the Phoenix, that book was like 800 pages long. Yeah. And it got distilled into two hours and 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I have, I have a feeling. Um, I have a feeling that- they're going to. Go ahead. Imagine that being ten episodes. Yeah, ten hours. I have a you feeling they're I mean? gonna get they're gonna get bogged down in the wrong places, but that's just me. Well, I mean, you have enough to cover. You, I mean, you, listen, you, you there's the things you it. have to cover, mm-hmm. right? And also, here's the thing: the the movies took liberties from the book that didn't follow the book exactly. Like they could go more direct line through the book, and it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. I'm, but I'm you think they're gonna that. do that, or you think they're gonna add stuff that wasn't in the book to begin with? That knowing, knowing, knowing Rowling, she never would have added that the show is definitely going to add. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get to make those decisions anymore. No, but I'm she is sure she doesn't own that stuff anymore. <clears throat> I don't. She's still very much involved in the creative process, though. They've been very vocal about that. So who knows? Yeah, it, all, you know. it all depends on the agreements they made when when she, you know, gave the signed got paid for all the all the rights to it all to do it a so, billion dollars 
Yeah, adding another billion to her her many billions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right, gentlemen, it's time we get started. It's time we get started. This is episode 370 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It's posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which sends distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start the box office current and upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, and Roger was only part right, uh, but still pretty dead on. Bob Marley took it number was. one spot, twenty-seven point seven million domestic, with an eighty million worldwide. That's not too shabby, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for good for Bob Marley. Madam Web trailing in the distant second, with a very meager fifteen point two domestic. Which you guys put several, um, at least one or two articles in the in the mass chat. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. No, in a worldwide of just fifty-one. That's a higher worldwide than I than I expected, though. I'll, I'll be honest about that. What do you guys think about that worldwide? Fifty-one worldwide. This Fifty-one point? worldwide is fucking awful. Yeah, but I, yeah. I expected like a twenty-five or thirty million dollar worldwide. It's not. I mean, well, I, I the worldwide thing always kind of throws me off. I'm not sure which markets are going to be big for certain things here, but like it only go like it doesn't climb like the same rate from here, right? So, no. and we know the sharpest drop is is this week to next. It's gonna be rough for this movie. I mean, I'll be surprised if it if it hits the one fifty. I said it would. It's it that's such a high climb at this point. There's just no way. I agree. I agree. Uh, number three, Argyle, another four point seven million. It's worldwide at seventy seven. So as bad as Making Argyle, all the money it deserves. Well, true. Sure. <laughs> as, I don't mean like hold hold on. Do you? I I think Argyle's probably gonna be more memorable than Madam Web. As weird as that no, is to say, but it's probably not because. Like what? What? So, listener. So just to catch you up, so we had a big discussion about Madam Web beforehand, because we had to legitimately decide what movie we're watching yeah. next week. And normally, when somebody doesn't really have a reason to watch, yeah, a movie, strong inkling, we, we way. just go with the movie that makes more money. And next week, we are pivoting to Madam Web because legitimately, it has been dubbed the worst comic book movie ever made. Yeah, and to have that moniker. Just to be in the realm of that <laughs> is fucking incredible. Because there's some bad love, movies love, out there. <laughs> we laughed about my love for Morbius, but mm-hmm. that movie's fucking awful. And this oh, yeah. is apparently worse. It's like, you know, when you, you ever watch like drone footage from like the war, oh, like God, the yeah. Ukraine-Russia war? Like, yeah. look, I do that sometimes because I'm fucked up. And look, I know what's going to happen in those videos. Yep. And then it happens. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at Madam Web. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, also on uh, on the side of One Love, the Mob Marley movie, it, it's we've we've heard plenty of uh, reviews echoing the fact that that movie has it's not it's not it doesn't flow well. It's not, it's not good. getting good reviews. It's it's disjointed, and there's just a lot wrong with it as well. So, for to option of two bad of two you know what seem to be bad movies to watch the one that has the most traction makes the, the most, most sense. Bad. So that, that's just kind of the way the the well, business goes. Sure, and yeah. I I understand that, but it's very unfortunate that Madam Web is bad. <laughs> I mean, like we saw it coming, but uh, honestly, it, it, it's unfortunate that both of them are. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate well, yeah. any movie is ever bad, but you know, it happens a lot. Yeah, it does. Number four, Migration, three point eight million worldwide of two hundred and fifty six. How is Migration still making money? Good, good for it because it's the only animated film out right now that isn't a re release. So it makes sense. That's a good. Uh, that's a good point. Actually, I don't know if those other ones are going to get in traction, but let, let's we'll get to that in a minute. The Chosen season four episodes four through six three point four million, bringing worldwide of four million. 
which I, I, I still not sure I know like the whole story behind the chosen as far as like w- how it's released or anything, but that's it's the and, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I know the Jesus story, but like, how is it? They only release it once a year. And then how many episodes? I, don't know. I, I just didn't don't know. they do like the first three episodes a while back. And this is a while, the second three, a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Six through 10 hours follows like Wonka. Oh, f- thank you for pushing Wonka out of the top five. My God, it only took you two months. Since Wonka, December. Yeah. <laughs> the Beekeeper, Anyone But You with Handsome Glenn still doing very well. 189 million is the worldwide. Jeez. And he, he's about to go back in theaters with Twisters. Million. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Beekeeper, number seven. Oh, sorry. Anyone But You, number nine. Lisa Frankenstein with still, after two and a half weeks in the box office, less than $10 million. <sighs> That's yeah, bad, I didn't man. expect that to make any we, money. We, we, we dodged the bolt with that one, it seems. Land Land of Bad. I haven't heard anything bad about Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, it's just not popular. Have, have you heard anything about Lisa, Lisa Frankenstein? Nope. No. That's no. my point. That's, 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 that's almost bad. I read enough stuff to know if it, if it was good or bad at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. And that yeah. I don't know anything is actually a testament to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Somehow I'm tapped into the pulse. Mm-hmm. The pulse, I wish baby. I wasn't. <clears throat> Let's talk about... Upcoming releases, real quick. We'll just run quickly run through this. Uh, February sixteenth, this past weekend. Well, this was it was a big week. Uh, mid midweek, Amelie got re released. Bob Marley, One Love, Madam Web, and also Friday, Land of Bad came out, which also did nothing. This next Wait, week it wasn't even the top ten. No, it, yeah. it was it was number ten, and it made less oh, okay. than three. It made less than three million. We knew that when we looked B yeah. as hell anyway. So. February 23rd, uh, Driveway Dolls, Ordinary Angel and Tenants re-release. Get ready for another lousy less than a million bucks for sure. <laughs> March 1st, Chris, Dune Part 2. Yep. Now, driving around Los Angeles, there are so many banners up on so many buildings for Dune Part 2. that yeah. just It gets me excited. It really Listen, does. I really so hope this does. Quick, this quick interjection. Mm-hmm. So I sent you guys this week the list of uh, snippets of top reviews for Dune. Yep. And so the words cinematic masterpiece. Oh yeah. Best sci-fi movie ever made. Oh yeah. Reason cinema exists. Uh-huh. And what was the other one that I found charming? Oh, fucking incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. So but, but hold on, I, did not none of us expected anything but those comments though, right? Well, so here's the thing, right? Like I fully expected Dune to be good. Chris, yeah. I know you're you're a big big fan yep. of Dune in general, and so am I. But like to go up and say best sci-fi movie ever made. That's huge, yeah. Like, yeah. legitimately, wow. I mean, you're going up against Terminator. You're going up against Alien. Aliens. Like you're going up Blade against Runner. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. Come on now. Uh, 2049. I mean, you're going up against... Even Tron and stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're going up, you're going Star up against... Star Wars? Fucking the original Star Wars? <laughs> um, the... Um... Alien? Space Odyssey. You're going yeah, up against 2001. Yeah, 2001. You're going up against a, a host of really great movies that are. Oh my god! Yeah. But we'll see. That's why I said Villeneuve to me is the new Nolan. Like whatever happens, just in my mind, he's like I get so excited for his for his films. So we'll see. Uh, Chris, are you are you going to do a rewatch before? The... I've already done one, but I'm uh, yeah. I'll probably I'll probably end up doing it again. You need yeah. another five hours. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Listen, it's like I don't know. I've talked a lot about like all the reasons why I like Dune. It it it's got childhood connections with like me and my grandmother watching the original and stuff it's um it's what inspired the warhammer uh 40k universe which i'm huge into i've read so many of their books and all that and it's just there's so many reasons why i like this like you know want this to be great and i'm just so excited to finally get to see it and i don't know like it's going to be an experience i just want it to be 
the perfection that everyone says it's going to be, but it, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You don't We're understand good. how fucking sad I would be if I walked out of Dune going, I didn't like it. Or <laughs> it, 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 not liking just it would be one thing. Drive it into a wall. But even if it would like, I think it'd be worse <laughs> if it was just mediocre. Like, like go in there, be mm-hmm. excited for it, and just walk go. I guess it was yeah, okay. It was all right. Yeah, like like I would almost want it to be bad, like disjointed. Because sure, because then you just be mad about yeah, it. Yeah, because I I can point to things. I can go, you know, this is why. But like if it's just if it's just okay, or like it's like a like a hard six and a half seven movie. It's like fuck. Well, I waited for this. <laughs> like no, yeah, I, I don't want that. But I agree. It, that's yeah. That I'm be, excited. It's I think it's more heartbreaking when it's mediocre because like there is potential and it could have been great. Yeah, yeah. As a, as opposed to like it's just shit. Which is what I'm used to, but God, you know, yes, you know, <laughs> that's what we all are. Every every point. every yeah. franchise, most franchises have been absolutely destroyed uh, as of right now. But true, by by filmmakers who think they have the inside dragon, they just end up being making shit movies. I'm talking to you, McG. God Almighty, McG. right at him. Yeah, well, he deserves it, McG. If you'd like to come on the show, <laughs> uh, March we talk about McGregor, like Connor McGregor? Connor McGregor would yeah, like to no, come on McG. the show. He would just punch me in the head. Actually, I'm not a big fan out. of him. To be <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Keep, 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 keep in mind, Connor, that Roger is not a big fan of you. Chris and I, we love <laughs> no, I would say that because he's scumbag. Yeah. All right, March 8th, Imaginary Kung Fu Panda 4. March 15th, the American Society of Magical Negroes, Arthur the King, and One Life. Chris, I'm sure you're going to watch that one as well. Mm-hmm. One Life. Yeah. Friday the 22nd, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, Pixar's Luca is re released, Problemista. By the way, I don't know. Do you guys see the trailer for Problemista on American Fiction? No. No, I had no trailer. I watched American Fiction on streaming. Yeah, I didn't have to watch trailers for mine. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I watched it in theater, but it was a lot of very odd trailers. Let me let me tell you something. Oh, I March, yeah, yeah, yeah. March 29th, God Cross Kong, The New Empire, and In the Land of Saints and Sinners. And the fifth, where we'll stop. The first omen, Monkey Man and Wicked Little Letters goes wider. Looks to have a heck little What the letters? hell is wicked little letters? I, I, I just saw it for the first time, but the cast. How these things just appear I'm, out of nowhere? I'm on a movie podcast. I don't know what that is. Hold on, uh, <laughs> Olivia Coleman, Olivia Coleman. That's Malachi Kirby and Timothy Spall. Who those the fuck are, are those people? You know, Timothy Spall is Wormtail, and here we just talked about Harry Potter. You don't oh, know Olivia. You don't know Olivia Coleman. She won like nine Oscars. No, she's been nominated several times, but. Um, it's got a decent cast, I guess, but and then <clears throat> I guess we'll go one week further because I know we're all excited for it. Civil War, yeah, yeah sure. very, mm-hmm. on on the twelfth and Sting. With, oh, I don't even want to. Don't click on the don't click on the poster. So that's the Spider movie, right? Yeah, don't click on the Spider. Don't don't. Oh my, I'm done. Nope, I'm done. I deleted it. I I, I closed the window oh, as soon as I opened it. I'm not. Yeah, hold on. Hold on hold just hold look at look at the poster. We're we live, baby. Look, we interactive now. <laughs> Trust me, you're not going to want to. Chris, look Sting? away. Look away. Yeah, look, look at the poster. Hold really on. Deal with, like, they don't really bother me much. Spiders freak me out. Look at it. Look at it. There's a massive spider on the ceiling above someone's head. No, thank you. I do got to mute this, though, because I don't know what kind of weird feedback it would give us. No, just don't worry. Don't, oh. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There, oh. Chris, 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 Chris. There he is. Oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah, that's, oh, a, no. that's a no-no. We will not oh. be watching that. We oh, I bet we, I bet we, I bet we do. No, we do not. It goes, it goes up against Civil War. So oh, yeah, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are your movies coming out. I don't think there's any. Um, I don't. There's nothing great for a little while now. So I just. I mean, I'm only just... Dune, Ghostbusters, and a Civil War. No, no, no. no but that's about? that's in. But that's we still have another week or two of nothing before we get to that yeah. stuff. 
It's another oh, slow no. week for the next two weeks. Oh, we got Madam Webb. It'll be fun. Sure. Yeah, oh, Madam no. Webb. That spider oh, no, jumped indeed. into somebody's quote in their mouth. No. Um, get, stop. Oh, stop. No. stop. 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 Please stop. stop. Oh, I'm, I'm getting catatonic. Please stop. I can't. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. Let's good. take a look at what's Dude, streaming on Disney+. That spider's the size Plus. of a fucking dog. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know. You're right. We shouldn't have watched no, that. No, no. Yeah, no. we don't need that. Stop, I hate to admit, Grace, you were totally right. Yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. All right. All right. What's streaming this week? We're looking look at Disney+. Plus, did we? Uh, what's DP. that? DP. I'm I'm taking a look at a, an oldie but a goodie. Remember the Titans by director Bo Zakin, uh, Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Ryan Hurst, Ethan Supley, Ryan Gosling, Wood Harris, Donald Faison, Kip Purdue, Craig Kirkwood, Hayden Panettiere, Kay Bosworth, 2000. This is one of the definitive movies of that of that year for me. Is it's just it's awesome. It, it it's about the the white and black integration of schools and and um, into the sports programs. In the, in the south and this is a damn good a damn well-written movie with the denzel washington character and the will Patton character kind of sharing equal kind of screen and hero time but i i think i've always i've always had this theory that what the movie is showing you at the at, at the end is that will Patton is the actual hero of the story uh, because of what he sacrifices for that team at that time in american history but that's a that's a hell of a hell of a movie. Now, Chris, I, I know you're a big like movies hit you at a certain time. So when did this hit you? When did this movie hit you? Remember the Titans? I, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, I don't remember the Titans. I don't remember when the Titans, but uh, I, I do love this film. I was actually I was going to make the joke that, that you bring this one up a lot, but but I'm OK with that because of how good this film is. So it's yeah, it's I, I a damn. Like, it's a it's a really I mean, good movie. You know, it's got one of those scenes that just it gives me chills every time when uh, Will Patton, uh, Coach Yost, is telling the team is um, you don't let them get past the line of scrimmage. Make them remember forever the night they played the Titans. It's I don't deliver, dude, but that's man, that's a great that's a great moment. Yeah. I can help, man. Roger's rocking away on his phone over there. Yeah, he's busy. He's working. This is the way it goes. Research, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Roger Aladdin by direct by director Ron Clements and John Musker, Scott Weinger, Robin Williams, Linda Clark, Jonathan Freeman, Gilbert Godfrey, Douglas Sk- Seal in nineteen ninety two. Yep. Not the Will, not the uh, Will Smith version, the original version. No, not the Will Smith version. Will Smith uh, which actually, bad. here's the thing with the Will Smith version. I actually don't it's not bad. hate that. Yeah, it's not terrible. Of it, it's just weird. There are far worse adaptations. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, I chose the right movie. Mm. You know, the, you know, the multiple Oscar winner, Aladdin, ah, all right, all right. you know, so you have facts to back things up. See, I mean, research, I get you, I by get the way. Research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's the original Aladdin. Like, what an incredible voice cast it was. And with Robin Williams as a genie and like what launched. Listen, he was already famous, but like that launched him into superstardom. And, you know, like all those people working together, how, how good of a job that they did to make all of that come together with the animation style and like that's one of like that was like at peak 90s disney yeah. where like they went on this run of like aladdin and beauty and the beast and all those like all like year after year after year to just like be the smash animated movie and like it's been a long time since we had a run of animation like glory like that and it's kind of sad but you know disney still trying yeah hold on until yeah. well, like, i think 89 uh, was little mermaid uh 91 beauty and the beast 92 aladdin and 94 lion king like that's a strong lineup dude. oh yeah imagine, <laughs> imagine writing four consecutive movies 
Yeah, well, much fucking. Well, money. and like Aladdin's one, I, I think it's one of the good ones too. Like it, it's got very, very memorable songs, or at least, or, or at least like, like just like the the recognition of the of the music and stuff oh, like yeah. that's always really good. It's it's one of the shorter uh, ends of the of the Disney films. It's it's a hard ninety, which is fantastic for you know for things like that as an adult. But it's just it, it it's one of the fun ones, and I don't know that even though. You know, like as you like as you age through and you see like Aladdin two and Return of Jafar and also there's like Dude, there's like four Aladdin movies yeah. and there was they're not what, three or four seasons of yeah. an Aladdin cartoon yeah as they're... well the cartoon wasn't bad I remember that back yeah. in the day but like you know, I don't that I, have movie... no, I have no memory of that whatsoever the cartoon oh yeah, yeah it it's was there it was there for a while yeah but like that movie the first Aladdin movie fantastic and it it is really good. I had no memory of that, but yeah, that's. I mean, especially in the end when he when he gives Genie his freedom instead of, it's just it's a very powerful moment. I give you your freedom, Genie. Like it's just makes me shake every time. But that's a hell of a yeah. That's a good lineup, Roger. Good thing you brought that up. That's a that's a hell of a lineup, man. It really is. That was. Do you 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 have the the white clamshell box of that one as well? I do. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 a big fan of those old Disney boxes. Yes, I am. There were Let's three talk about starting in 1994 of the. That came out quick. All right, Chris, you chose a good one. <laughs> X2 by director Brian Singer, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, Ian McKellen, Femke Jensen, James Morrison, Anna Paquin, Rebecca Rojim at the time of Stamos, Brian Cox, Alan Cumming, Bruce Davison, Sean Ashmore, 2003. I know that you, we all did a video on this of mm. an X Men video. I think it was just, was it all three of us or was it you and me? I think it was just me and you. That was you guys. Way back. That yeah. was not, not a couple years back. That. You do have an affinity. You have a love for X Men for X X Two, in especially in the, in the original trilogy. You love this one the most. Well, it's absolutely my favorite, and you know, shout out to X ninety seven, which yeah, is another baby. reason why this is like you know fresh on my mind. But I, I think X two is the strongest of the three. Um, the first one's good. Don't get me wrong, but this is when a lot of your character, like a lot of your actors, felt like really like took on the characters. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in X two is far superior than Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in X in the first X Men movie. And then you get to see so many so many more characters in this one. Like they really did like start to pull in everything they could. CGI got better. We got to see um, Nightcrawler as a huge fan favorite, you know, a little bit more rogue. We get to see Iceman do more stuff. And it, it just they do tell a really good story in this and interesting, especially when we get to the end of X2 and how it kind of sets up Phoenix. They um, they definitely don't do well with Phoenix in the next movie, but it's just always exciting to as a kid to know the stories already and see them play out live action and go, oh, man, we're going to get this character next. That's awesome. So X2 did a really good job of just ticking all my boxes as, you know, you know, when I was younger. And even now, it's it's actually a pretty good movie when you watch it, even considering the, when it was back then. Superhero movies still weren't strong. Like it was a it was a a different movie in the realm of just bad superhero stuff in as a usual case. But the yeah. X Men live actions always fumble the Phoenix, which is weird, right? Because it it's it see, I mean, multiple times, you know, yeah. every time they get to the Phoenix, every like, you iteration know, yeah. when they get to the, where they got well, to talk about the Phoenix. Here's I didn't think they could just write it so they don't have to talk about the Phoenix. Yeah, or I mean, look, is the Phoenix just that important to the story that you can't? Well, it's that them? important to one person. Yeah, well, yeah, to <laughs> technically three, three, people, yeah, three people. Yeah. But like, especially so, like the remakes with um when they did the apocalypse mm-hmm. stuff, like they didn't have to use anything Phoenix then. Yep. They, they chose, chose to. to do yeah. it. And like the, the Phoenix is a cool character. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's, you know, like she's a very interesting character. Very cool to see on screen, but 
like she's not the most important piece of the X-Men story. There's so much more out there. She's not even the most important space thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like there's there's a lot you could do that doesn't have to be Phoenix, but they keep choosing choosing to. And well, I mean, it is I just I like the third movie. I know you don't. But I mean, yeah, I don't think I it's don't. nearly as good as the second one. I just I love that those that character moment in the end when Wolverine's climbing the pile, man. I think that is awesome. Yeah. No, it's a cool moment, but that one cool moment doesn't beat out the glory that is oh no 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 okay hold on hold on character moment versus character moment i know the moment was a bigger moment for wolverine when he climbed the pile and got to gene but i think by far and away the best moment that hugh jackman has as wolverine is when he stabs the uh the infiltrator in the chest at the fridge and screams in his face that's like the embodiment of wolverine in that moment yeah yeah or for a brief brief moment in third one he's tearing dudes apart but i don't think well yeah yeah because like they, they they let him be Wolverine for like thirty seconds. Yeah, you know I mean, well, how many people does he kill in the mansion? Like twenty. Oh, he goes on a rampage in that yeah. mansion, dude. He's yeah, he's a force. Like, somebody had to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That I is mean, true. imagine imagine just be like, guys, we're back home. We're like, what happened? Yeah. I feel like Logan killed forty people. <laughs> Again. I mean, honestly, <laughs> again, again, the kids, the kids are ter- the kids are traumatized. Yeah, but if you want to see Wolverine murder a bunch of people, just watch Logan. Logan. Yeah, and you get to see it in all. Oh, Logan is by too. far one of Logan, my favorite. Logan, which is by far well, it's the best X Men. It is. It really it is. is. And, and it's, though, not it's, it's not even it's not even an X Men movie. Film. Yep. Yep. So. That could just Logan be a western. An incredible western. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yep. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit later. Well, actually, we're going into the trailers now, but. Wolverine and or Deadpool and Wolverine is a big deal because just Patrick Stewart's in that now. one too. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a good segue. Well, might as well let's 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 go into it then. All right, let's talk about uh, the already aforementioned trailer of Deadpool and Wolverine, the one of the major Super Bowl spots. Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Marina Backer, and Jennifer Garner, Matthew McFadden, Patrick Stewart. Please tell me why this is important. Who do you think Jennifer Garner is in this movie? That's, That's a good, good question. Actually, yeah, a good question. I, I thought about it a few times. It's yeah. got to be someone we haven't seen yet. You know, right. I mean? so it's like, like she's too big of a star to be some throwaway, she's, thing, and right? she's not young enough to be Jubilee, right? No, because we haven't had Jubilee yet, like officially. She's like, no, yeah. So I mean, Jubilee's like seventeen. Yeah, that's Jennifer I mean. Garner's like fifty. Yeah, no knock on like being fifty <laughs> or anything, but not even close. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so you know, we've we've discussed a few times on why this might, you know, like some of like the lore behind this. And, she's a uh, she's she's Electra on IMDb. She's Electra, it says. Oh, oh, we're going to that fucking universe. All right. That shitty universe. Right. That's fucking hilarious. That's not a shitty universe. It had a shitty. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm thinking of, you know, you're no, right. That's, the that's shitty a shitty universe. universe 100%. Fucking that's ben funny. Affleck. That's funny. Um, but anyway, oh so like. God, that's fucking hilarious. So it looks like that Deadpool gets pulled in by the TVA, which is kind of a yeah, cool link. So he's going to go multiverse hopping. Yeah, which makes sense. That, uh, there's a few, like, lines of Marvel comic where, like, you know, so and so. Kills kills the Marvel universe. It's always like that. Well, no, no. It's uh, it's been Hulk. It's been okay, sure. It's been Hulk. It's been Wolverine. It's been Captain America. It's been a few of them actually. So they 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 do they do it. But like Deadpool's, I think Deadpool's the one that started it all, which makes sense on if you think about it. So, but this this film, well, this trailer introduces a lot of like you know things that fans have wanted to see, people have been waiting for, it, and this the trailer alone makes lets you know this is higher budget than what we're used to. Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds finally got the real budget he's been waiting for. And they're taking this movie seriously at least. But the bad side of that is that it seems like 
Disney's also using it as a vessel to kind of do its own thing on top of what Ryan Reynolds wants to do. There's been a lot of back and forth between like him and Bob Iger and the show and like a lot of other stuff involved here. The trailer, however, was fantastic. Yeah, like yeah, it 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 definitely pegging joke. It it really early in it, early beginning of the trailer. Yeah, it leads with a pegging. It's not like a backhanded like maybe he talked about pegging. He definitely talks about. (laughs) Does he just say I love pegging? (laughs) Yeah. So. Or I'm into pegging. Yeah, it's it's right away. But like this trailer, it, it screams Deadpool. If you like the first and second one, you're probably going to want to see this one. What about the terrible wig he has glued onto his head? Oh, I mean, it comes it's off early so for a reason, right? Horrible. You know, I don't know. Like uh, this, everyone's excited for this. You know, wh- whether you're a huge Marvel fan or not, Deadpool is just a character that is fun to watch. And I mentioned last show i think about how i don't think there's been good comedy or like you can't do good comedy anymore deadpool's good comedy i stand corrected sure, sure. the first deadpool movie was absolutely belly laugh hilarious second yes. one was pretty good too so but again rated r weird yep. how that how that kind of coincides and you say some off the handle shit in mm-hmm. deadpool so maybe that's what you Actually, really need to look can at. i can i chime in for one second yeah, Certainly. yeah. So I, and you guys know better than I was, but we talked about the second Deadpool, and I remember there being a pretty serious tone towards the end with some kind of, you know, I don't remember what was going on in the Deadpool in the second one, but he had like, to kill remember, a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's so he had to kill a kid, but also like you got one of those sequences where like she was talking to him, but she's not there, and like he was like you know like she was. I don't remember, but like that was kind of a serious tone. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd call the second one all a comedy, but oh, I didn't say it. well. Yeah, but like so. Here's the thing. Ryan Reynolds loves the character yes. and everything about the character. He is Deadpool funny? Yes. That's like one of Deadpool's main three shticks. But he has other things with within his character, and Ryan Reynolds loves all of it, and he wants all that to be there. Deadpool has serious moments. Dead Deadpool's rela- like relationship with death is serious to Deadpool, and it's funny in in like as you look at it and the situation is just, you know, it's it's off the wall. But it's serious to Deadpool, and there's some things that happen along, you know, in that story. Him and Thanos are boys for a yeah. little bit. Him and Thanos are mortal enemies for a little bit, and it's all very serious because of like the, their infatuation with with death as a concept and as a person in Marvel. Yeah. It's yeah. So there are pieces of this that are, you know, that are serious in tone, even in the in Deadpool story. And Wade is basically unkillable. Yep. As yep. long as one cell of weight exists, mm-hmm. he will regenerate and come back to life. Yeah. So, I mean, we this is uh, we're not often in this position where one of us can ask a question in layman's terms, the other one doesn't know. But so is he in this point in in the, in this Deadpool? He's whatever we're considering the good guys working against evil. Wade is going to be part of the good guys, or is this going to be like a clever back and forth between he's kind of good, he's kind of bad? I think uh, I think Deadpool's always been kind of good, kind of bad. Yep. So he's, he's about as gray as you get. He's good when you need him to be, and he's bad when you need him to be. So yeah, D- Deadpool is a character where, in most situations, ninety nine point nine percent of them, he just doesn't care. And you know, it's whatever happens happens to him. So it, it's you know, besides like the people he cares about, which are very few as well, he just kind of doesn't. He does care. his own thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in his own yeah. little world. Like, that's legitimately why Deadpool is his own guy. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes him perfect for somebody to, to jump around universe mm-hmm. to universe because yeah. he is his own little contained world. Yep. So, I, what, I, so where, where is this going to, like, where is this going within, the, within, is this part of the MCU then? So, yes. Yeah. So the thing is, is this goes anywhere they want him to go. Yeah. If they want to, so here's the, here's what I've been thinking. This is just me spitballing, haven't read anything. 
I think after this, Deadpool's going to go away for a while. Okay, like this is his big coup de gras, mm-hmm. right? This is hey, this is the movie we always wanted to make. You know, we're finally letting him play with Wolverine. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Spider Man in here somewhere because mm-hmm. like they're also boys. So I would love them to like do something really big with Deadpool, and then he shelved for a while. Well, not not like completely shelved, but like when they need him for something, they could bring him back in full glory. Well. I think they will, but I think there's always a, a ton of time between the Deadpool movies anyway, sure. especially from two to this one. That, And I know COVID happened is probably a good reason why, but it, it's just, I don't think they're going to want to use him beyond this anyway, besides like, you know, well, as like a standalone, he show, I don't think yeah, so. Like, like he'll show up in yes. something and that, this gives him a great opportunity to do so. But I think what this is going to set up, which is, I think, one of the problems for this movie is that Disney wants th- this is absolutely like like canon I guess in the Marvel universe to mm-hmm. answer your question Grayson and it's evident by the things that Ryan Reynolds and Bob Iger are going head to head against because they want to use Deadpool this movie as a way to bring in new characters and introduce new act you know actors and actresses and roles and Ryan Reynolds wants no, no part of that. that that's not what this film was supposed to be so yeah, this absolutely will be you know so, mainline canon. It's what not a, a coincidence we got the um, announcements that we did for Fantastic Four this week. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a coincidence. Yeah, I guarantee you, it's not a coincidence. Yep. So what? What about the um, what about the Patrick Stewart involvement? Well, I mean, here's the thing: he's going to go universe to universe, mm-hmm. and there's a universe where Professor Xavier is still alive. Yep. I mean, we saw that in um, one uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Where, you know, Wanda was going universe to universe, like tearing things apart, looking for you know her kids and whatever, that she ends up in a universe where we still had Patrick Stewart and we still had a different Reed Richards. Yep. So, which is not who we got for Reed Richards. No, it's not. And I'm not, surpri- and I'm not surprised about that with the way things have kind of gone sideways. Yeah. So what do you, do you think Marvel. there's had, had things not gone sideways from Marvel and COVID not happened? Do you think Reed Richards would be who it was in the, in the, in that one movie? One hundred percent. I think probably so. I think I think John John Krasinski. Yeah. yeah, I think he. I think he's smart enough at, at you know as a creator at this point to look at you know what Disney is doing to all of its characters and all of its subjects and going. No, nah, I don't need to be nah, a part I'm of good that. Here. Yep, yep, yeah. I think he cut ties once he as soon as he could once things started really dipping for them. So. I mean, that's look, a shame. Getting Pedro Pascal is Mr. Reed Richards, though. So oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. fine, and he and and he fits a certain style of of Reed Richards anyway, so it, sure. it's, it's it's not a bad thing, and he can pull it off. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. I mean, he could pull off just about anything he wants at this point. True. I I hope you're right, Roger. I hope that this is the last Deadpool we see for a while, only because like it's it just it's time it's for probably me to go the away last for a while. mainstream Deadpool. Yeah, or you know, main main movie Deadpool. I think if the movies are good, it doesn't matter. You know well, yeah, I mean? that's, the so. thing. that's also why I think he you know, gives you more flexibility popping mm-hmm. up. Also, here's the thing. We don't need a whole lot of like single superhero moves anymore. Well, Deadpool was only a single superhero movie because he didn't get the budget for anything. Yeah, else. yeah exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, we don't need another, you know, a whole lot of like, hey, here's a new a new single person yeah. movie by himself. Like, you don't really need a whole lot no, of that. No, no. They made that world big enough. They built that enough. already. Yeah. They, that, that never needs to happen again at this point, no. really. All right, so we talk long about that. So what's uh, what, Twisters? Let's talk let's about, about Twisters with Glenn Powell. Well, handsome Glenn, Glenn Powell, Kiernan Shipka, Maura Tierney, Anthony Ramos, Katie O'Brien's a feature. What do we think about this one? Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm on board for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love Twister growing up. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm down. The only, the only thing I will say about Twisters is if they don't have this ripping-ass Van Halen soundtrack like the first one did, 
Like I'll be very disappointed. Oh yeah, because like there's like seven Van Halen songs in the first. There's movie. a there's a there's a cut on YouTube of uh, Twister, but all of the suspenseful moments with the score is just Phil uh, Phil Collins junk um, Tarzan oh soundtrack. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Great. <laughs> It's actually so, pretty rad. I, I like. Yeah, it. it's it's really good. It's good. That's real fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that. Fire it up yeah, man. find that. It's good. <laughs> well, so I'm I'm excited. For, I think well, all three of us are excited for Twister. If oh, no yeah. other reason than the original Twister film. But let's talk about Godzilla. Well, like, well one oh, last thing. Like I told Chris when we were watching the trailer, like because he hadn't seen it yet. Um, this is one of the movies where like CGI should really oh, yeah. come such a long way. Like. You know, we, we talk about how bad CGI can be sometimes anymore, and it shouldn't be. But like in this case, it's you know we're coming fucking twenty years forward. Yeah. Let's let's go. Yeah, the, the, this needs to look like a twenty a twenty year later movie. Yeah, period. If it doesn't, this movie does not work in twenty twenty four. It just doesn't happen. So well, hopefully, this, it this looks is a thirty great. year. This is a thirty years later movie. Either way, it doesn't. God, you know. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about Godzilla Cross Kong: The New Empire with Dan Stevens, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry. What are we thinking? I'm going to say something, and this is all I need to say about this about okay. this trailer. Are you right. ready? Fuck yes. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, Chris. Agree. That's it. That's I, all I, I need. Because like, I was like, oh, what's it going to say? I agree with you. I think this looks, it looks, look, the, the Godzilla movies have never been anything more, at least our remake, at least the American remakes, have never been anything more than like a popcorn movie, and that's all I'm looking for from this one. So I'm. it looks like that to me. It just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I have no idea what's happening in this trailer at any real time. So fuck, let's go. Let's, 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 go. <laughs> let's just get it, right? Let's, yeah. Let's well, just get it. If, here's the thing, though. Here's what I really worry about Godzilla, okay? Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, these Godzilla movies tend to be stupid long yeah. for what they are. If this movie's two hours and 40 minutes, even if it's just them beating the shit out of each other again, which is totally okay. Yeah, yeah. that's too fucking long. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, but I'm gonna need some substance in the middle of this. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want any substance. I just yeah. want, I just want monster ass. Whipping. I want a hundred minutes flat and just fucking monster ass weapons. That's all, right. all I want. And and I, I know, know I'm gonna get that. the, I'm gonna get the human side. And my, my, yeah, my, my, are, I, no, 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 no one cares. Just, just g- give King Kong. The, the Infinity Gauntlet. Give me purple-powered Godzilla and let them just go in there and fuck shit up. That's all that needs to happen in this movie, and you I'm ready get for a third, it. think they get a third person helping them out this time? I mean... Let's remember, Mothra's around here somewhere. <laughs> no, Ma- no Mothra's gone. Mothra is gone, gone. However... Mm-hmm. However, Did she die in the last one? Did Mothra die? No, not, she must have died. Not in the last one. It was, it, was, it was King of Monsters. Um, okay. However, we do get their little, their, their little friend... Throwing rocks at people. Definitely That's true. Somebody in the face. So I mean, we we might get like you Let's know. We another Kong. It, it might be like two point five. You know what I mean? You Probably know, fucking Diddy Kong Junior out there. Diddy Kong. Jr., why would you bes- Why would you bes- besmirch Diddy Kong's name? First off, Diddy Kong sucks. So let's just be honest here. <laughs> Never bring that shit to me. Listen, first off, Diddy that's Kong our, that, sucks. That, that, it's a shame that couldn't have been our first YouTube short. First off, Diddy Kong sucks. It, it. <laughs> just hard out. It's just, it's just it's just some version of Diddy Kong looking at the camera. It's all sad. Um, uh, I mentioned that because we had some difficulties, so we won't make this yeah, week yeah. on YouTube. We're, 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 we're trying to figure it out. but I don't yeah, that's, think that, that's a great short. First yeah. off, Diddy Kong sucks. <laughs> I don't think that we get a third like you know like like good guy quote unquote in this mainly because we didn't get a, a a full movie of them kind of like 
not up. yeah team up they, it happened in like the, the last third of the movie last, last time sure. i think we get more of just them and they already g- they gave king kong the infinity gauntlet it like if they don't give that time to shine let me ask you a serious on. question what do you think it how many bro moments do we get between godzilla and kong because <sighs> you know it's happening well, we, I we do, see. Like you think? Do you think they go full on high five, or you think they like bump knuckles? I think they bump or or Kong chest bumps Zilla. I think that well, happens. We, we've seen it in the okay. trailer where they're both in. We've seen the trailer shot where they're both standing there looking at the screen and like you know what I mean. Like one's got Ray, their head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Roaring. Yeah, that's, Victor that, posing. That's a bro moment. So, of course. Listen, I'm here for bro all moment. of them. Bro, all moments. of them. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited for those. Are some big trailers too. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Twisters, Deadpool, Wolverine, and Godzilla across Kong: The New Empire. I think that's gonna, those are going to be a big deal. So, gentlemen, let's after after a couple of um, a couple of fails online, a couple yeah. misfires. Let's talk about what I think is a super rad movie, American Fiction. Super rad. I didn't. <laughs> so I started so, saying rad a couple of months ago, and Grayson's now picked up on it. No, I've been saying rad. Twice. Look, I can show you in the text when I've said rad from 2017. Dude, to you guys, well, to you, Roger, and maybe to you, Chris. Hey, I've been saying it for a while. I don't know if you should be proud of that, dude. Like, I like I the word. Doing. It, 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 it was cool word. when I brought it back. Oh, my no, gosh. All right. Along. All right. Though. American Fiction, Tomato Meter, 94. <laughs> Audience score, 95. You want to do particulars first, or you just want to dive right in? No, go right. No, he'll do it. After we, we, we always do the Rotten Tomatoes first. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. So, so, so what, what were they again? 94? 94, 95. <laughs> Right. And the med- and the med- the Metacritic is an eighty one, which is a damn good Metacritic wow. score. Mm-hmm. And let's so here's what I want. <laughs> I was laughing so hard in this movie. My goodness. Yeah, I, I fucking belly laughed a couple yeah. of times. This movie right. was funny. I will give it that. All right, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Erica Alexander, Leslie Uggams, Sterling K. Brown, John Ortiz, Issa Rae, Adam Brody, directed by and written by Cord Jefferson. This class is this class this cast is stacked yeah this is a good cast so so roger please tell us multiple oscar noms out of this cast too Mm -hmm. so So roger please tell us what is american fiction about so american fiction is about a writer you know hence american fiction um monk is his name what was his name thessalonia uh, yeah thelonious thelonious Ellison, yeah. but yeah. Th- yeah. Th- he goes by Monk. For, listen, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, Monk one is thing a big that, deal. One thing that bothers me is they never say why they. Why? Come. Yeah. So, but so like he he's a writer. He's published multiple books. Um, not super successful, but not you know he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. And this is his story about you know his work through literary you know making another book that just kind of takes off like apparently he pounds out in like one night or whatever right (laughs) um but it's also a story about him and his family Mm -hmm. you know he's back home from the la for a while up in boston where he's from and you know the stuff that happens in like a three-month period is basically how i i look at it how things go about so it's a it's a very it's a good movie um, I like this movie very much. So. Well, Thelonious Monk, though Thelonious Monk, Thelonious Monk is an American. It's it's a it's an African American jazz pianist and composer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's kind of a, that's why that, I call him Monk. Okay, yeah, so Thelonious thank you, Monk. Thank you for that. 
Um, yeah, I, I remember the name right away. Um, they're making that connection, but there's, there's a lot of awesome in this movie. And I, though I don't think it's a 10, I think it's, it's damn worth it's anyone's good. time. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I will say is like, I had such a good time in this and I want to ask you guys a question real, real, real quick if, if I could. So, and I know a lot of people in, in, in my showing were doing this and I, I'm sure you guys probably did too. So if you know how there's a lot of held moments of like silence right before a joke was cracked in this movie. Mm-hmm. Or like there's like a there's like a, a one beat two beat then like I I myself and a lot of other people in my showing were laughing before the joke landed because they knew what the joke was and they knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah, is is yeah. that an example of great writing or is that an example of not great writing? Let, let me let me ask. I, I think well, it's I think, I think it's good writing and great comedic timing because like knowing knowing what the joke is and how you present it especially on camera or in stand up especially like if you know your joke is funny one of the hardest things you can do is time it so it's funnier mm-hmm. because like look people laugh at stuff because you know what you said is haha funny but like if you time it up for like a one liner that's just you know knockout punch fucking hilarious like that's what blows the doors off things sometimes mm-hmm. and it, what's good about this movie is you're dealing with some very intelligent people in this movie. And, you know, not just because, you know, we're talking about you know, people like Jeffrey Wright, who is an incredible actor, by the way, mm-hmm. is this family that he's part of where they're all a little bit fucked up. Sure. But they are all very intelligent people. Yeah. And that really adds to that comedy to me. Yeah. And like to answer your question from my, from my perspective, Grayson, comedy is at its best when, when everyone understands the joke and like, like if, and that's what this movie does well is, you know, so I think it's good writing because, you know, if you're telling a joke and, you know, people don't get it, then your joke's not funny. So the fact that everybody knew the joke before it landed, I think that's, you know, I think you're leading your audience along with you in your comedy. And that's perfect because everyone's along for the same ride. Well, you know, I would that's agree. What, that's what I would agree. His I would brother agree. drinks the, the bottle of vodka when mm-hmm. he's putting the thing in his bag because jesus christ Satan morning goes i ain't playing a fucking plane yeah right yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yes and that's something that someone would say you know someone who probably drank a little too much in, yeah. in front of somebody who's a little worried about plane. him it's like you know shut up i'm not you know i'm just going to the airport leave me the alone yeah yeah, yeah oh, exactly so let's what, what sometimes i love about these movies is is i love i'm, I'm very careful with attention to detail of how it opens and that scene in the classroom i think just like old school the 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 opening with old school i think this sets up the tone wonderfully going into this so this movie surprised me because uh, again i'm i'm a little more politically connected than what i think you guys are but Mm -hmm. not 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 by much but a little bit more and i was trying to figure out who this movie is for and I've decided that this movie's for everyone, but it just it didn't pull any punches on either side of what this is. It tells it tells it tells a story of duality, but from a very a very front facing point of view and yep. the subtlety underneath the fact that it's telling the story from both sides. And they do hammer that home, I think, really well with uh, his like rival writers. Um, Centara. Yeah, like her their conversation that they have that you wait for all movie because you know it, it's, it's a conversation what to happen does such a good job of driving that duality point home that i think it's it, it's really well done but i was surprised by the opening but then as this movie goes forward like okay they're really leaning into like into like this perspective on what is perceived as as a possible issue with with like you know what people go through in this situation mm-hmm. you know the fact that you know there is more than one story to be told and there's more than one experience there's everyone has their unique experiences, but to focus on one thing 
how that can really disenfranchise people, you know, people that are adjacent to that experience. And this does a really good job of that. And I think that is where this movie, I think, achieves the most in a very in a in a place and in a environment where that really is hard to do right now. True. And it doesn't really pull any punches Mm-mm. either way. No. Like it's very in your face with some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's easy it's easy for us to say, hey, you know, this movie may be uncomfortable because, you know, they use the N-word and you know, but look, look, this is very important to this movie. Oh, it's yeah. very important to Monk as a writer. Yep. And that's so the that's the thing. Like yeah. this is his story. Mm-hmm. And one of the things like he hates about some of the stuff is how dumbed down some stuff seems to be played to him. Yep. Like, you know, he feels like he's being placated with some of the stuff mm-hmm. and it bothers him because, you know, he's lived with this stuff his whole life and he's a very intelligent person. Oh, yeah. And he thinks, you know, look, I've moved past this in my life. You know, you people can't be offended by this because I'm not offended. By it, this. We, it, it's just so funny where he where he, he says he says, I got over I got over this. So I'm pretty sure you can you'll, too. You'll be all right. It's like. And no, then she funny. leaves the room crying. Of course she does. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> of course she does. And well, of course they oh, gave her green hair. But, but like, it's like all these things. Well, but uh, well, yes, that's. I'm. Uh, I'm glad you said it, not me, because I was going to. But it's like this movie is a commentary on like what is happening right of how ridiculous things are right now. Yeah. Also, it's yeah. a complete, especially. And I laughed out loud so much that I. Yeah, I that part is not fiction. I. No, I, it's, I, not. I, it's not. I had a. I, I had an energy drink of me because I was. It was a long day, but. When, especially in the end, when 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 two people on the panel were like, "No, I don't think this book should be nominated," and then mm-hmm. and then three of the people put it on the list anyway, and like, see, oh, I think As it should be on this one. list. Yeah, I think it should be on this list because no one listens to black voices anymore. And the two black voices in the room said it They're shouldn't like, be on no. the list. They're like, yeah. you know what? No, this is very yeah. disingenuous. This is lowbrow. This is this is that. The other. And then they're like. No, but it's brave. <laughs> like, we're well, authentic. And then, so here's the thing, and, like, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, one of the people that wrote this wrote it as a goddamn joke. Oh, yeah. Like, legitimately, was like... Well, that's in the trailer. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that's evident. Like, like, so, like, he writes this book as a joke. Yeah. And how it spirals off into, he, like, bestseller. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to make a movie about this. And he he's so pissed off that it's got any traction because he thinks it's complete drivel and trash mm-hmm. that he was like, I want to change the name of the book to fuck. <laughs> That's a great. Yeah. And he was trying to bury the book right there in that yeah. moment. And even so much. So his, his publisher was like, what the fuck? Are stop you it. Yeah. Stop yeah. It. Yeah. I like money. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, no. And then like 30 seconds later, the other like over the top stereotypical weird white people were just yeah. like, we love it. Yeah. It's, it's so bold, it's like, so bold and brave. It. Like, shut the fuck up! And he's, and he's so mad, he almost throws the phone. Yep, that is great. So. I mean, there's so much. Well, that's that's the whole thing about this movie. To me, is kind it really of is a good joke. good mark of society. Oh yeah, yes, we are. Oh, yeah. It, it but is, but, though, but look, like that's all. Either either you laughed really hard about how absurd that was, or you're just like, wow. I don't get it. This movie's <laughs> problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I I agree. And I was. Oh boy. I was. I was laughing the whole time. Even at things like I'm not. I'm not sure you were supposed to laugh at. Like when they showed like the video reel of like incredibly stereotypical things. Like yeah. I was laughing because like it's it's all meant to be. This whole thing's a joke anyway. Like this this whole premise is a joke anyway. Well, it's like everybody everybody you see outside of Monk and his immediate family are like characters caricatures oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, it, it, I mean, but 
they're also re- they're also real people. Sure, if, absolutely. And like the things they're going through are all very real. Well, his his stuff that goes on in his family is a very serious vein that runs through it. So I mean, like, look, very early on, like he's happy to be reconnecting with his sister. Yeah, and like she's really smart. She's a doctor, and she fucking dies, dude. I the in way, the middle of fucking lunch. I actually audibly gasped. Yeah. Like, like, I, like I thought like, she was fucking around at first, and then it yeah. cuts to like they're giving her CPR in the hospital. I was like, she's fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. So I mean, well, like, I mean, that's a very touching. That's a very tender scene too. <laughs> so okay, tender scene. Five minutes later, when they're having her funeral at the beach, and the, oh, Philip, Philip is his name. <laughs> Philip, are those human remains? Do you have a p- permit for that? And the brother goes, "You want me to whip your ass right? You want me to beat the fuck out of you right now, and Phil?" Then, well, he's, 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 like, he's like, "I'll eat your cardigan for lunch or something." <laughs> I think so. Okay, so what I thought was I couldn't stop laughing for minutes because he's they do this incredibly touching. It's they read, very like subdued mm-hmm. and like so so his so like single year emotional. So he reads like she's written a letter that he reads to the family like, and then he yeah. walks like he slow walks down to the water and like says you know goodbye sister, and then he starts dumping the remains out, and then like all of a sudden you have Philip, this white guy comes walking and he goes, "Do you have?" permit for that those are human remains and then like and then sterling k brown is only sterling k brown who fucking rules in this movie (laughs) oh yeah he does yeah (laughs) he just tells him to shut up and go away i'm gonna eat your sweater vest and in the background i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you as well (laughs) i'm gonna and in 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 the background as jeffrey wright as monk is dumping his sister's ashes oh yeah he said he says hold on as he's dumping his sister's ashes in the ocean says get the fuck out of here philip you douchebag (laughs) <laughs> while like, his as, while his brother's chasing him yeah, off yeah. Fucking running him down the beach <laughs> like that seemed to me like amazing like amazing i knew at that scene. point that i liked this movie yeah a yeah lot. yeah yeah that's oh. that, but that's the whole thing is like this movie this movie does super well is it 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 it, it combines like a family drama with social issue drama and well, it, it does it so well some of the family drama stuff too does really hit home too because like they talk about the mother who was in the early stages of Alzheimer's and really starts to go downhill quickly. Yeah, I, you know, in the part where like they, you know, when they're in the nursing home and she says something to the brother about, "I always knew you were queer yeah. because he's he's openly gay." Yeah, and now like, he's openly gay. Yeah, he wasn't but, until yeah, yeah, and like the way that. That just it comes out of left field and it's not funny and I don't mean that. I almost thought it was a joke comedy thing. I almost thought they were they were going to tell a joke with that, but absolutely fucking brutal Mm -hmm. because it's somebody who is losing touch with reality. Something that they would say, and the point where he just walks out. Yep, and it fucking is. I think the hardest scene with with mom and the Alzheimer's was when she wanders out of the house and she's on the beach yep. and she keeps on saying how how her daughter is, she says lisa deceased. is yeah she says lisa but like she says like you know lisa's out there with, with her cousin and you know she she's you know she should she shouldn't be roughhousing or, or swimming uh, swimming right now because in her mind she doesn't know why but she knows that lisa's in the water and it's because that's where they spread her ashes recently yep. Like that's all. Like that's why she's making that connection to the water and her being in it. But like she can't grasp why, and that's just it, it's it's tough. But well, the thing with Lisa is, even though she, even though, and I mean, I, I she she dies pretty early on, but mm-hmm. there's such an intense connection between Monk and Lisa because like those two were like he was that was his closest sibling was his sister. 
especially like when they're joking about like when when they have that wonderful moment in the car when they they talk about when they were like 20 years younger and he's and he's talking as her and he's like i remember what you said when you started dating that guy i hated him you said don't don't worry about who i fuck don't worry about who i fillet that's that's my own business she goes i don't believe i said fillet because that's how i remember it it's just such a wonderful touching family connection that even like and and and, and i love and i super appreciate when when the the scene after they're at lunch and she starts to like have spasms and like she starts to breathe heavy and and he thinks it's a joke and then we go to the hospital is all we have is a tight shot of him looking through the door at her like her feet hemorrhaging because she's like she doesn't know what to do and then all of a sudden it just stops well they were giving her cpr CPR. yeah yeah so that's heartbreaking cpr yeah that's just you know what i thought was another moment i thought was absolutely hilarious when they're back at the beach house after after the uh the funeral scene and he talks about cliff gives everybody the oxy yeah to put them to sleep and you look into lorraine their their but their their maid is fucking passed, out, passed out yeah on the table face down on the table yep it's like well, Jesus. it won't kill him it'll it'll be fine or yeah. when when i'm watching ta- them i'm he, supervising he's talking to cliff on the phone about hey we need some money to yeah mom. and he was just like i've taken a lover <laughs> And he monks just like rails of coke. Monks like what the fuck? Yeah, he goes what? You have a he problem goes, with you know, taking a lover? You're a homophobe. He goes no, I don't have a problem that you have taken a lover. I have a problem that you told me that you've taken a lover. Yeah, the way that you said it. Yeah, I have a problem. With, I have a problem with you say saying the words. I've taken a lover. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's he's disgusted by the first. Yeah, it's like not what you did. It's how you said it to yeah. me. You fucking weirdo. I think uh, which, uh, which uh, is exactly something a brother would say to a brother. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you homophobe? No. <laughs> my favorite my favorite joke in this in this movie was it was it was a quick one too but I laughed I laughed really hard when they're asking him to do the um the literary award thing and the guy on the phone's like well you know this is my small stipend he's like i don't really have time yeah well and and then he's like and then he he tells him you know well when people try to play hard to get with this is what i usually tell them you'll have you'll have the chance to judge everyone else this year and look at their work and decide who wins and loses and he goes i'm in instantly just so quick goes 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 no i'm in and like i I laughed at that because it's like yeah, yeah, I get that. It's very pretentious, <laughs> yes. I thought that was really funny. That was that was the same scene where he like he was for some reason, um I don't know if they had his like his shifty eyes like back and forth, like he was they're like he's like, All right, I'm in and, like his shifty eyes were going back and forth because he knew what he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And, I mean and I love and I, I and I knew it was coming. Uh the his kind of showdown with the with the, the Issa Rae character because Sitara. of the book. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I didn't and it's so wonderful the fact that this he's writing the book under a pseudonym because like it also serves a dual purpose of like we know who Monk is and then when Stagger Lee is his alt his his alter ego because of what the 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 publishing name is it's two different men that we're seeing go through this story you know what I mean oh yeah and that's and that's what I find to be amazing about it is Stagger Lee is everything that Monk needs to be. No, can't. he's the complete opposite of yeah. Monk. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not what he needs to be. It's there's the opposite. Well, of fine. Monk, Op- it's it's the opposite, but it's it's kind of what Monk is himself. missing, though. It's kind of what he's missing, I think, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's what he's missing, because here's the thing. He doesn't feel like he's missing this. He yeah. feels like the, the way that he wrote it, and it's like, look, he wrote broken prose, you know, terribly misspelled, like a manuscript of what he would say, someone from the ghetto. Yeah. Like, and that's how he describes it. 
And he's like, this is not Monk in any way. You know, he his family had money. Um, he's very educated. Mm-hmm. And he looks at what he wrote. He really looks at it as an offshoot, a one-off, a joke. Yeah. It was and, It was supposed to be a middle finger to, yeah, to everybody. Know, to to everybody, be like, this yeah. is what you fucking want here. It's what you fucking get. And then it, it caught fire. Yep. I mean, good for him. He made money off of it. Oh, yeah, so. A ton of it, too. Millions. Millions. Yep. Well, for, he, yeah. he ends up exactly where he, he said he doesn't want to be. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty. It ends full circle because it says, I don't want to, I don't want to write stories when, you know, the main character dies in the hail of gunfire by the, by the police. And of course, what ending do we get? What so, ending does yeah. we, the producer we get, like? We get yeah. multiple endings, which is weird. So. I thought it was funny when they did the cut to black, like yeah, because like I thought because like look, legitimately that could have been where it ended, the yeah, movie, yeah. right? And that 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 would have been fine, mm-hmm. but then they do like the weird Scooby Doo ending where like they they spin it off like three times because mm-hmm. he's just like rewriting. Yep. And so they do a cool scene. I don't want to spoil it because I think everybody should watch this movie. Yeah. They do a scene where he's writing the fuck book. Yeah. Uh, what my pathology? Yeah. Pathology. <laughs> pathology. When he's writing it and he's like working on the scene where he's sitting in the room typing and these characters appear and then he and just types out, out yeah. the scene as it like is playing out in his mind. And that's a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. It's just because like, you know, at one point he stops like erases a bunch of stuff and yeah. like rewrites it again. Mm-hmm. And so they redo it again. So like, that's really cool. And they do it at the end three times in a row. And I think it's not quite as impactful the third, you know, with the three times, but I, I kind of like that the way that it spins out because like, you know, you get to make the decision for yourself. how this Yeah. Ends. Well, and, and like, I don't mind that. And, and like, and, and I, I like the scene you're talking about too, where he's writing the book, but I have a problem. This is, this is where I have a problem with the movie is that I don't know why we did this super cool thing where he like, where like we get to dive into his creative process and see all this play out and him like forge the book. And then we never do that thing. You again. only see it one time. Well, yeah, like, I don't get it because even like the ending that part you're talking about isn't the same. He's like running through a possible ending with somebody. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah. yeah, it's like, and like it isn't the same as that creative process of him writing the book. And like, you know, he after that the book's written. It's he's done, and it's like, oh, okay, this is this this is a thing now. But like, did he do forty thousand words in one night? I mean, it seems like it. But like, I just I don't see why they did this like really interesting scene like that to never do it again in the movie and like that kind of pulled pulled me away for a little bit and i just it felt disjointed almost like like almost like once the movie ended and i thought about it, I was like that that scene almost doesn't belong here they could have just said he he, he could have just wrote the book yeah they could have said you know he had to sit down write my pathology on the screen start typing and then fade to a new and then like fade out and go to the next scene and he has the book done mm-hmm. i don't know why they did that whole creative thing to never touch it again it almost it doesn't feel like it belongs anymore when yeah. you see the rest of the movie but it is cool. It is cool. No, I, like I said, like I liked it. I wanted more of it, and we didn't get it. And I'm just confused why we did in the first place. If we never did it again, I just didn't agree with that. Like with like that direction that they took there. But I know this is also based on original works. Maybe it was a big piece of it. You so know, that, that is thing. thing. It's, it's based off a book called Erasure, which mm-hmm. I'm actually probably going to check out because, like, look, if it's half as funny, yeah, yeah, right, as this fucking movie, like, I'm down <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, so so Jeffrey Wright has amazing comedic timing, though. I think Jeffrey Wright is amazing. I, he is, he is, and I think that anytime I've seen him be funny in movies, I think he's he's just so good at timing, and he has he has that voice and that demeanor where he's got that I'm I'm a serious character, but I'm also seriously funny, yeah. and he's really good at that, and he's and he's great here with it too. It's very rarely he's not the coolest dude in the room. True, guaranteed. True, he was the best part of Westworld too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, Westworld was so good in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The beginning, by the way. Yeah, the beginning. the beginning. Very, very clearly said the beginning. Because <laughs> listen, by the end of season four... Don't, quote West, me, don't misquote me on this. Because listen, anything after season two, off the fucking rails, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
super weird. It's like I did that. cocaine and started writing it. <laughs> no, no, that's when they stopped doing cocaine because it was no longer. You think cool. so? It was no longer cool. Yeah, no longer cool. Like, I actually remember him. Drugs. He was he was first on my radar in uh, Casino Royale. He was the American. Well, that's um, when he got yeah. launched in like super. Yeah, yeah. But I really, I really liked him since then. But he's always been kind of been in my. In my he is great though, and everything he's in, he's always wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of feel like he's earned this. This uh, this kind of the the main stage finally is he's I mean I mean he's he's been in the main stage of other films but like this is like this is I mean, absolutely he's getting him. real clear, real critical acclaim for this yeah for, oh yeah and he for, and he deserves it like, like I said there's there's plenty of great acting in this in this movie there's great comedy well, there's great storytelling here too Sterling K Brown as Cliff is also getting some real um, he should I was gonna for, say for I think supporting I think he might be like the strongest character I've taken lover in in the movie <laughs> with like just like the like the emotional ride he goes on in this and how he like how he portrays it on screen I think he's just really good throughout this film and you know and that, that's a lot to say when you're you know you're next to Jeffrey Wright you yeah. know like on that list so like he does fantastic on in this as well everyone does like I said this this cast is amazing all the way through you can really tell, you know, that it just it breathes life into the, even more life into this film having you know, yeah. you know, the cast they do. Having a great cast and a good story. Well, that's the thing. Out, it, if you it, put good pieces like that together, you get good stuff. Well, there, Look, is this movie perfect? I don't think so. No. Wait, fuck, it's good, though. It's good. There's everybody, other things everybody going on, should... mm-hmm. I agree. There's, uh, there's a lot going on, though, beneath the surface, especially with, the, the, the you know, the family and, like... The family who... stuff is... Oh, yeah. Well, who they chose to tell, like... Who, for instance, they chose to tell, because the movie talks about how during, because even the sister, I think it's a sister who said, is it the sister or was it someone else who says they don't like the way black women are always portrayed in the traditional black stories because they're always kind of an accessory. But like sure. the women in this, in this film are kind of accessories to the lives of these men also. In a way, like I well, feel I mean, like the neighbor you, that he fought that that he he dates for a while, even Issa Rae is like she's an accessory to the greater the the greater story here, which is the commentary on life in the United States. No, nah, I don't. I don't really feel that way, especially with uh, the Centauri character, Issa Rae's character. Like you know, he has a lot of resentment towards her for no real reason other than the fact that he didn't. Here's the thing: he didn't read the full book. He he says this to her that he thought it was very derivative, and you know, a, you know, redundant take on society that they've seen for African American voices before, right? And this is exactly what he tells her, and she was just like, you know, I really did my research on this and found out there are some people that really do live like this. He goes, but it is a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. He goes, but you know, I I put my thing in this because like she has a problem with the book fuck that he wrote mm-hmm. as a pseudonym as like to get like a ha ha like i can write like this garbage too and yeah but she, she yeah but she doesn't know that's why he well did it. but so here's the thing but she tells him straight up she's like hey i don't like this book because of it and he gets like oh really he's like i thought yeah. you know yeah, the, uh, the, your books you know the you know very same, similar yeah. so like he he kind of gets this like weird crosstalk going on with it yeah, and but he's right though. Well, too. he he is. But yeah. here's the thing: she she never says like she was trying to represent someone either. She tells him like, "Has hey, is a work of fiction that you know I did my research on, and there mm-hmm. there really are people that live this way." And she goes, "I think we should do better than this as a society." But you know, this is what I wrote because I was trying to make a book that people would read. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't trying to like change the world with this book. Yeah. She was trying to sell a book to make money. Yeah, which and, which is a very fair thing to do, by the way. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's strange that she has. It's not strange. It's just it's telling that she doesn't like his book, even though it's kind of going down the same as that path as hers did. But that's usually the case when. 
sometimes when you create something that isn't authentic, you get upset when other when others do the same thing as you sure. do. You got blinders on. It's well, it, it's 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 almost a it's like, it's like a, it's almost an insecurity thing, mm-hmm. and it's masked with with you know with the fact that you're being critical of it. And I don't know, it, it, it's 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 an interesting point in the film because we know that her book is basically the same thing as his mm-hmm. and she defends it by doing, you, you know, I did my research, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but there's still the same style of, of story. Yeah, same vein. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, that's an interesting point of the film because of the fact that it's such a clear thing to the audience that there's not a lot of difference here, but you know, you get to hear the argument from like her on both sides. And I was waiting for this, you know, for this interaction to happen. And when it does, it's like, Okay, this is what I kind of expected, but at the same time, it's like, huh, I would have liked to seen more reason why you feel like your book is different than this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but well, you don't I think get that it they might have got into there. that if they hadn't got interrupted. But like, maybe. But we maybe. still need. I think Chris is right. I think we still needed the punctuation on that um, yeah, yeah. on that conversation because we need sure. to know because like that's the, the, the whole the whole movie is is this is like he's that's the whole movie is like, this is mm-hmm. going upwards when like his original well-crafted, very complicated narratives weren't going anywhere because they were just, they weren't what they, f- people wanted from black authors at the time. You know, it yeah. made me think about the scene where he's in the fucking Barnes and Noble and he oh, starts God, yeah. his books and he's like, sir, please just put him down. Cause as soon as you leave, I'm just going to put him back. To put him back. <laughs> goes, but these shouldn't be here. He's yeah. like, I believe the author is black, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, the author is me. Yeah, the author is me. These. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, you are black. <laughs> That's so weird. Well, hold on. <laughs> Fucking but, hilarious, by the way. But yeah. the kids the kids got a point, though. He's like, I don't control where this goes. I just. Yeah, that's what oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. corporate tells me where to put the yep. books, sir. As someone who's worked in retail, yeah. I get it. I yeah, feel for that, man. Sir, please just don't. Yeah. I'm just going to put them back when you leave. <laughs> that yeah. is pretty funny. This that has a here's the thing. Like we've talked about our favorite, our, our some of our favorite comedy moments in this movie is there's a lot of comedy, either intended or unintended. There's a lot of comedy in this film too. Like there's a, a lot of dramatic it. in this movie. Yeah, too, th- right? this movie has a a a strong showing of a lot of different things in this. Yeah. So, and I just yeah. there's a lot to like here. To be honest, I didn't even I wasn't quite sure what I was expecting going into it. But after that, f- like five minute mark in the when they're arguing, and, and he's like, "You're gonna take some time off, mandatory." And he's like, "He's he, he pretty much like fuck you." And as, as he walks out, like, maybe you could write three books. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? That, that's that's great, man. That's just that's wonderful. That's he said, "I'm coming for I'm coming for you, doggy." That one, yeah. that whoever the white guy is, yeah, yeah it's hilarious. The fuck does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> Coming for you, dog. Yeah, it's. I, also, I thought writers are fucking great. weirdos, right? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Well, they kind of have to be, and they they just they write. No, I don't think they have to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking weirdos. Sure, I I understand that. I guess people but are I, weirdos. I, it doesn't matter. I, I True, imagine people creative, are weirdos. Yeah, I imagine creative people are more weird than non-creative people because they just have so much going on. But yeah, yeah I would I would imagine that's probably true. But there's so much to like. So let me ask you this: How did you guys take? Could could this movie be separated into a movie about a guy and his family struggling, and then a writer who writes something that he doesn't mean to be to go ahead and, or does this have to be, does this have to be woven together the the the, the family and the book? I'll take this one. Um, I think that the my main issue with this film is that it doesn't feel the movie doesn't feel cohesive. It definitely feels like two different films. I think that's my biggest issue with this movie is that I love both subjects. I love the film and the things that it's talking about and the vessels of getting there. 
I don't like the fact that these movies don't feel like one film. And I think that either it should have been two separate things or however this was put together needed to find a better way to make it flow as one film. Cause it feels like we have a family drama with a little bit of comedy on top of a hard comedy with a great hard comedy about an obscene book that should have never happened with a little bit of family stuff in there. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like one solid film all the way through. That's my biggest problem. I disagree. Okay. I kind of thought they were both necessary to tell this story. I'm always no, well, I, 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 I think that far. I think I think that both subjects can happen and you can tell the whole story that way. But they again, like you could have cut out all the weird creative sides of him writing the book and just had the book be a thing that happened in the way that it does, how it's an obscene book that should have never happened a joke, you know, a big middle finger to the industry, but like never show that creation process that never actually comes together in the end and have him be self-conscious about it and have it be some of the faults that brings him down. But, you know, instead they don't, you know, they don't do that though. They lean hard into that, but for some reason and never like kind of run away with it again, I don't think it leans hard enough into one of the films it's trying to be. I think it kind of tries to get away with both. And because of that, I feel like they both kind of suffer in a way. I think well, this, this would this have been might stronger be, either way. This this might be a result of adapting. Now, just to be clear, I don't agree with that. But this I might agree. be this might be a result of just not enough screen time to 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 adapt a work that needed more screen time to adapt faithfully. So yeah, I'll read this book and I'll report back. Yeah, there you right. I will read this book. Yeah. So I I, I don't dis- well well I don't disagree with you because I don't agree. I'm like I kind of like fifty fifty both ways where we could have used more, but like I feel like the the there had both sides because the, the thing he wrote and didn't want to go anywhere did. And then like all these things he thought he knew about his dad weren't true. And then his dad was having an affair. Like he didn't know about it. Cause they, they go back to that several times. Okay. And then like but about you- his family and it just, there's a definitely a cohesion there. It's just, we needed more of both, I think, but you know what I mean? I, I think we could, we, we, we could have had a little more of both. Yeah. But, but again, they don't draw the lines very, they don't draw the lines clearly at all between those two like subjects you just brought up. There's a lot of like the fact that he's hiding things about the book, about him being the author of the book and then him, his dad hiding things from his family. Like they don't draw a line to that. Like you can infer that from a very high, high view, but there's like, it's almost like you have to think really hard to even find that connection. And again, because of that, I feel like, again, you're, you're describing a funny book creating process and then the shame behind it and then a family drama with things underneath that people don't know about you know it, what depends, I mean? it depends on how you yeah. frame the it depends on how you frame the story is is this about the book or is it about thelonious monk who's about it about? All it. that's my well, point like it depends on how you frame it i think they, they yeah. didn't do a terrible job with framing it well i, I, don't know. I didn't this, say this it's a my, terrible my, job no this yeah. is just my thoughts but like i mean i don't yeah, I, get you. I don't think it it, it feels like two movies woven together. I think it feels like one movie with two distinctly separate subplots, mm. but still part of the same story. The same guys running through both yeah. plots. Oh, yeah. I, and I, right. I, I agree with you that we definitely could have used more of that that kind of really creative process where he sees it in front of him and then he like backspace. like And then the, the actors look at him and like, are you sure you want me to say that? And he's like, no, I, I, I'm not sure. And he goes back hey, and hold rewrites on, it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. That was very clever. Yeah. And no, I you know, some, we don't see enough of that, but... This movie also reminded me of um, I don't know, you guys probably didn't, no one no one's gonna remember this, but Simone with Al Pacino or someone, uh, mm, uh, an an actress that he creates digitally, yep. which has great significance now, and then no one mm-hmm. could ever find this actress, 
and then he ends up like going to prison for throwing a body in the, in the lake. He tries to bury the software, I think. And it's just like the most ridiculous stuff. But like it, it has the same momentum of like, keep failing upward. You know what I mean? Like that same hmm. kind of like, that's, that's weird, Chris. That's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I, 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 inside joke I, between me and Chris. I don't get so. it. I also like. I also I mean one of my favorite things is like I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw an idea out to you guys. I want to re. I'm gonna rename it. Fuck. Just, just. Fuck. We should do that with this podcast. No, no, yeah. No. Got rebrand, dog. No, Perfect. no, no. But I just th- there's so much to like in this movie, and it's it's so like understated yet at the same time like perfectly timed yeah you know it's just it's just great everything about this and i laughing so hard and roger you said you belly laughed several times what about you chris did you find yourself belly laughing? oh yeah yeah no i, I like like yeah i laughed a lot at this film and again it, it's a testament to the story but i think james Wright has a lot to do Good, with dark it comedy yeah here. i agree i agree do you do you think it's worthy of all the oscars it's being nominated for I think for who's gotten nominated from this movie, absolutely, yeah, I do. Absolutely, yeah, good. Me, 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 me too. So let's move into scoring this bad boy. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I'm gonna go first because I don't want to be tainted by your guys's uh, by your guys's hmm. ratings of this. Um, I know I'm coming in lower than you guys, no matter what. Um, I the I liked a lot about this film. I, I'm so glad I got to laugh at something, uh, you know, on screen because it's been a long time since like again, good inside. comedies don't happen very often, <laughs> but it was funny. But I do have problems with this film. I do feel like it it tried to get away with it tried to get away with it i think is the best term because i think that it did a lot of stuff that it didn't need to or it needed to lean more into those things great characters great acting great cast fantastic pieces all the way through i just think that if it would have leaned a little harder one way or the other i think it would have been a better film um again not taking away from any of the any of the achievement the oscar nominations or the accolades that this film that deserves but I know I'm coming in at the lowest here at a... I'm probably going to be... I thought about this a lot. Um, this is probably a 7.5 for me. And I think that it's a strong 7.5. I think this is a good movie. I just don't think it hit as hard with me as it as it could have. All right, Rod, do you want right. to go? Well, sure, I can. So uh, I think this movie is very good. Very funny. Uh, not perfect. Um, so I'm not giving it a 10 or anything like that. But I think it's a solid 8.5 for me. Okay. Um, really did dig it. I think Jeffrey Wright's awesome. Sterling K. Brown mm-hmm. is awesome. The story really made me fucking laugh sometimes. Mm-hmm. And look, sometimes you laugh at inappropriate shit. Oh, and yeah. that, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is, uh, you know, much like his book, this movie is a little bit of a fuck you to a lot of people about how things can be perceived. That's totally okay too. Yeah. Um, like I, I would recommend to anybody that asks that you should check out this oh, flick. Yeah. Same. Uh, very good. Well worth your time. Uh, Hopefully, you know, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's, you know, guaranteed lock for somebody to win an Oscar, but I wouldn't be super surprised either way. So I'm definitely down with it. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. This is an eight and a half for me as well. Um, I enjoyed myself. I thought it was brilliantly written at, at so many parts of this. I thought the comedy was really well timed. Jeffrey Wright is I feel like he is one of the perfect casting choices for this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think this movie doesn't work. I'd argue without that Jeffrey for Wright. any movie, by the way. Every movie should have that. What? what? Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Oh Jeffrey yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's so good that he. It's just the way he, the way he 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 portrays the character on screen. He's just. It is like this movie was written for him, and he's just he's so perfect in this role. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like about this movie. I think there's way more to like than there isn't to, to like. Um, I this is an easy eight and a half for me. It's mm-hmm. the easiest eight and a half I've given all y'all year, which is only you know two months in, but. 
uh, I was very happy with this. Uh, I'm surprised that we didn't watch this or Holdovers at the end of the year, but both we've loved. Mm-hmm, so, and I don't know that 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 movie with Nick Cage, that dream scenario, uh, I've heard is also pretty fantastic. <laughs> so we we may want to get into that one. Oh, you mean the well. uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, the Freddy Krueger prequel. I think so, but yes. I've heard people yeah, yeah. really enjoy that one as well. So that's not that's not a Freddy Krueger prequel. I know. I just whatever. Roger and Chris make jokes. I just go along with it. No, I understand that. But I've it's... never told a joke on this show. Never. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much for uh, the this patched together show. We've had some technical difficulties. We yeah. don't have to tell them that <laughs> behind the wall. This has been episode three hundred and seventy A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each episode supposed to be Tuesday and Friday morning at five AM on the podcast service of choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Also now on YouTube. So six. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am a Grayson Maxwell one. I am at Rod Stoyan. I'm Christopher Bond. I have to do one day, one day, Chris, you'll surprise us and nope. tell us your Twitter handle if you've had all. I hate social media so much. Don't forget to check out our page on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at the ill-fated Madam Webb and <laughs> this and Jennifer Lopez. This is me now.